At the end of the day, every real has access to the data and the recent sales and the comparables. It's more, you know, managing people and their expectations and their emotions. Welcome to the Realtors Conspiracy Podcast, where we are dedicated to unraveling the secrets to real estate success. I'm your host, Maud Leger, and each week we bring you insights from top realtors, entrepreneurs, and innovators, sharing their success stories, mindset, processes, motivations, and the key to their success. Join us every Monday for a new episode and discover how to crack the code to success and take your real estate business to the next level. Don't miss out on the opportunity to unlock your potential. This week, I'm speaking with Lindsay Thomas from Remax. Today's chat is all about longevity. Lindsay's journey in real estate is a testament to hard work paying off. From hosting open houses to starting her own staging business, she's done it all to boost her career in real estate. Today, she's here to share the key lessons she's learned and the best advice from her mentors that kept her going. So let's get to my chat with Lindsay. This podcast is sponsored by Sold Right Away, the experts in real estate marketing. You work hard selling real estate, we work hard selling you. From listings to branding, Sold Right Away has you covered. For all your real estate marketing needs, visit soldrightaway.com. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us on the episode today. Tell us, what is the key to your success? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here and get to kind of share my story. Um, I've been in the real estate business for about seven years now. I'm starting my eighth year in April um, as a licensed realtor, but I actually started working at the front desk at, um, at our office and had made a switch from... Uh, education. I was a primary junior school teacher before getting into real estate. So quite a bit different from what I did before, but um, yeah, I just decided I was ready for a change and wanted something a little bit different and got into real estate actually at the hand of my best friend who had just bought a house in Burlington after selling her townhouse in Oakville. And I guess the realtor she had at that time reminded her of me. So when I was kind of looking to my friends to go, I want something different. I want to change. I'm not sure what she was like, what about real estate? Like we had this agent and she was really bubbly and high energy and she loved her job. And she was always kind of coming and going. And that seems like your personality. What do you think? And I remember in the moment being like, are you nuts? Like, what do I know about real estate? What, why, like, what about education would translate into that industry? And I can say now, you know, eight years later, I'm surprised at how much of that experience has actually helped me gain the success that I have in this new industry or was a new industry at that time for me. Um, But yeah, I guess the keys to success for me getting into real estate was really the people that I surrounded myself with. Um, Like anything, you know, it it takes a village. You can't do anything alone. I started off um, as a solo agent but felt like I was part of a team being behind the Remax brand and having a great office of people who were very collaborative. I think sometimes people may get an impression that while real estate is, of course, it's sales and we are each other's competition per se, um, you know, we can collaborate. There's enough success in business out there for everyone. So I really had great mentors along the way who helped me to, you know, they'd let me tag along for a listing appointment or go help them stage their upcoming listing and, uh, you know, going along with showings with their clients. So I could kind of hear how they talk to people 
what their kind of communication style was, what things that they did that I could take away and go, okay, I'm comfortable doing that. I like that. I never got much into door knocking or cold calling. Uh, it wasn't my thing, but some people really excel at that. But much like teaching, you find a way, you know, to connect with people in a way that they understand. And I think this business is the same where you're constantly, you know, just trying to find a way to make people feel comfortable. You need to be good with people, understand what they're needing from you. And um, yeah, so I got a, a really good opportunity to sort of see what everyone else is doing and then pick and choose the stuff that I felt kind of resonated with me. And yeah, I haven't looked back. <laughs> Amazing. That's such a journey to share from beginning to end, the doubts, not knowing the industry and in hindsight, yeah, educating children. is uh, like Educating people and knowing people. people. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's amazing. Very well, we all say it really is a people industry. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. every real has access to the data and the recent sales and the comparables. It's more, you know, managing people and their expectations and their emotions, like selling a house for some people. It's something they do only once or twice in a lifetime. Yeah. It's unfamiliar territory, right? So it's dealing with those emotions that come along with it, which surprisingly, I think ended up being a lot harder or something I wasn't expecting as much. I was expecting like the numbers, the analytics, that sort of thing to be what I would find difficult. And then I quickly realized like, that's actually the easy part. It's, it's understanding people and knowing what they need and how you can be there to support them and help them has been a part that I don't think I expected or realize that was going to play such a, a large role in the beginning. Yeah, very cool. I love it. I love it. This is such a great story. Tell us a little bit more about how you built your business throughout those eight, eight years in terms of like, what uh, have you implemented systems or actions that brought you success? Um, well, I've sort of now got my real estate business. I do have a team that works with me now as well. When I started, I was on my own. Um, after I'd say the first 18 months, I did one deal in 18 months. That's and my parents bought a house with me here in Burlington. Love and it now turned into one of my biggest referral source and one of my best clients. And we've actually done two or three deals for them directly and some of their family members and their children. So I'm forever grateful for them, you know, trusting me at the beginning when they knew more than anyone, I was brand new to the business. Um, and I've just had a great sort of support system of friends and family who, you know, have referred me to others as well as use me themselves for their transactions. But uh, having the team really helped. Once I got to a point where I was doing enough business on my own and starting to feel like I need help, like I, I need someone to do the administrative part. Um, so I'd hired um, a part-time administrator to jump on board and help out with like the back end stuff like paperwork and um, getting our newsletters out and organizing any client events and things like that, that just allowed me to have more time out prospecting and meeting clients and doing the on the ground work versus sitting behind the computer, um, sort of doing the more clerical administrative duties. Um, so that was really helpful and was definitely like a big step as far as growing the business and being able to handle more and, you know, take on a bigger capacity of clients. Um, and then staging also then... <laughs> Just in case I didn't have enough work. Um, <laughs> Just to add more to your to-dos. <laughs> I also have a staging company that oh I attribute God. it to success in my real estate business because that actually started for me. I never had any idea it would get to the point it's at today where it's become its own full-time job. Yeah. Um, 
own separate business where I don't just stage for my own listings, but I stage for agents in my office and my brokerage and outside of my brokerage. Um, but that kind of started in that first 18 months where I had done one deal and was kind of looking around going like, what do I do? Like I need some sort of extra income or just, I need to put myself out there and start to learn more about the business. And I was just sort of, you're like a sponge in the beginning, you're just wanting to dabble with everything and just figure it all out. So yeah. I would get along with some agents and help them with staging. And that quickly turned into them going like, Hey, you kind of have a knack for this. Like next time I'll just send you the address and like you go take care of it for me. And then they could go, you know, carry on with whatever they needed to do. And I loved it. I really enjoyed doing the staging. And that became something that the more other agents in the office were hearing that I was doing this, they were going, Oh, okay. I just got a new listing. Can you go do a consult or can you, you know, we've got one vacant bedroom. Can you set it up like a bedroom or like an office or, you know, whatever they needed. Um, and then that quickly grew legs of doing a lot of staging just within our Burlington office. And then other agents would hear through the grapevine, you know, if you purchase a listing and they're asking the, the listing agent, who did your staging? And then they would connect with me. So it ended up just becoming something where I'm like, Oh my gosh, now I need to hire people to help me with this because I'm only one person that I can't do it all. Um, but I didn't want to let it go because I really enjoy it. And it's such a nice compliment to the real estate side of things. So it goes together really good. Exactly. Hand in hand. And it allows me to include full staging in all of my listings. So that's a huge added service to my clients on the real estate side. And then it also helps me because I can employ people to, to help do the staging and help run that business as well. So it's just kind of one of those feel good things where I'm like, it started off so innocently and so small and it grew these legs and has now turned into something that I'm, I'm really excited and really proud of. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that company is called Turnkey Staging, um, and we kind of service mostly Burlington, pretty much anywhere. We'll do like Burlington, Hamilton, Milton, Oakville, um, and out a little bit towards Niagara is where we usually service. But uh, you know, I was actually in Toronto last night doing a staging consult. It kind of takes you everywhere because oh, someone wow. will be with you in Burlington, then they're like, "Now we have a house to sell somewhere else." So yes. you end up going a little bit further than you may intend in the beginning, but we we love it so that's been another huge part of, I guess, the success story is just, you know, seeking opportunities and not letting them fall by the wayside and just going, okay, how can I like keep this going and help this to build my business and help it grow? And it's been really exciting. Yeah. Two silos that are very complementary and help you grow and put your name out there. It's such a, a great. Absolutely. And I get to see tons of beautiful homes all the time. And it's, it's funny I've actually had instances where I've staged a home for someone else and been like, oh my gosh, I have a buyer for this. And I've actually staged it and then sold it to wow. my own buyers, which has been kind of fun when they're going like, oh, this house is really nice. Oh, who staged this? I'm like, well, that was me too. <laughs> so I guess little moments like that, but um, yeah, so, you know, something like that's fun as well. And it just, it allows me to be out there and seeing more listings than I, you know, may get a chance to otherwise. So it's a great kind of off-market preview of what's coming up which is sort of my my inside track for my clients too yeah. I so love that this is cool this is cool very yeah. nice story too like to tell your clients your buyers your sellers to just yeah. all intertwined totally what would be one thing that you've learned either business I guess that must happen for you to be successful something that would be your non-negotiable Ooh. That's a tough one, a non-negotiable. Um, I think one thing I've learned now, you know, if you had asked me this question 
six years ago, I think I probably would have struggled with an answer because at that point I'm like, I'll just do anything to get the business going. And, you know, if it means working like 24 hours straight, I'd be like, no problem. Whereas now I think my non-negotiables are, I've realized for me to be able to manage everything I'm managing, I also need to take care of myself too. So things like going to the gym in the morning, like that's something I carve out time for myself. Um, I figure skate competitively on a synchronized skating team. Um, so I do that every Friday night with a group of women um, wow. here in Washington and we compete um, all over Canada. We actually went to Germany last, or this past April uh, for an international competition. So things like that help kind of keep me grounded in the sense that this line of work being self-employed and having two businesses where I'm self-employed it can occupy a lot of time and I, I never like saying no to people. So I try to take on as much as possible, but I love that I have like my Friday nights are sacred. My morning at the gym is sacred. Um, and I think without having those things that I sort of implement and go, it's a non-negotiable that time's carved out. If someone wants to see something during that time, it has to be like very time sensitive. And that's the only time it can happen for me to cancel because you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You need to sort of do the things that, that are important to you. And we, we all need to have that balance as well. And I think entrepreneurship is wonderful, but finding the balance, I think anyone would agree is it's a constant work in progress of just trying to, you know, take on as much as you can without burning out. So I would say, yeah, the, the carving out time for myself is the non-negotiable. <laughs> That's a great learning. And like you said, it's constant, right? You learn it and then you'll mess it up a couple of times. You never perfect it. Yes, yes. You'll get yeah. back to it. I love uh, it. Yeah. Constantly trying to figure that part out. But uh yeah, getting better at it for sure. Nice. Very cool. How do you get more leads? What are your lead generating activities? Uh what are steps that you put in place or actions that you put in place for yourself? Um for me, I really like being in front of people. Um like I mentioned earlier, I'm not like a door knocker or a cold caller, mostly because I don't like when people do that. Like if someone knocks on my door to sell something, I'm pretty quick to want to get rid of them. So it's not something I feel comfortable doing. I give a lot of credit to people who do, because I know it's not easy. Um, so for those who are comfortable with it, good on them. I'm not one of those people. So for me, it's things like an open house. Um, I love doing open houses because the people are coming to me first. So I feel very confident to start a conversation and just get to know them. And I find for me and my personality and Maybe it's the teaching background as well, being in front of people face to face versus on the phone or, you know, over email, like that's where I think I kind of thrive and I just make really good connections in person. So that seems to be a place that a lot of my leads outside of like a referral from friends and family, I would say my best lead source is through open houses Love and uh, just being able to have systems in place now where we follow up with them and just make sure we're keeping sort of in touch with people that we've met. Cause a lot of times you meet people in an open house. I think one of my very first open house conversions from meeting them into actually turning into a transaction, I met them at an open house I was doing for a condo in Milton and they bought me 16 months later. Wow. So it wasn't just the, you know, the Monday after the open house saying, thanks for coming. And that's it. Like I kept following up, kept checking in. And eventually, you know, the time was right for them and we managed to get them a property in Milton. And then they've actually bought a second property with me here in Burlington and they've become really great clients and a great referral source too. But 
um, yeah, they originally came from an open house and after 16 months turned into, to an actual client. So it's, and, you know, we always say like, we need business today as much as we do in a year from now or a year and a half from now. So it's just about trying to keep, you know, that sales funnel full and always having people, you know, at all different steps in the timeline of when they want to buy. Not everyone wants to go buy a house tomorrow, but <laughs> making sure that you know, you're there to say when the time comes and that can be today, tomorrow, five years from now, we're still here. Yeah. I yeah, love the face to face open houses, I'd say, and just conversation. I, I talk a lot. <laughs> so talking to people and um, is something that I think most people who know me it doesn't take them long to know that I'm in real estate. Um, even with my skating team, like we'll be there on a Friday night and they usually come to me with some question of, Hey, my landlord just called me and this happened. Like, what should I do? Or the neighbor's house sold. Can you find out what the price is? And I love that people think to contact me right away. I want to be top of mind. Right. So I think that's just, I attribute it to the fact that I'm not shy to tell people I'm in real estate and I'm just, I'm a bit of a soft seller. Like I, I don't push people. I don't, you know, harp on, hey, are you ready to buy? Are you ready to sell? But definitely always want to just be a resource for people to feel comfortable to reach out and say, hey, I've got a real estate question. Can you help me out? Yeah. It's always yes. <laughs> just being there for them, really. Yeah. Just being there, yeah. offering your knowledge and answering questions. It's it's simple. And I like the open house strategy in terms of long term. It's never like right away. And that's the misconception sometimes. Realtors yeah. get into the business and they want deals, deals, deals now because right. they're, but it's the work you put in now may pay, like you said, 16 months. That's a long time, but. Long time, but it's, it's funny how fast the time goes. Cause it was when those clients purchased something, I, it made me look back and go, Hey, when was the, like, when did we first meet? And I found my open house sheet and the sign in sheet. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it was almost like just over or a year and a half ago. And it didn't feel like that much time by the time we got to that 16 months. But when you go back and look, you're like, holy smokes. But yeah, a lot happens in that time too. But uh, I remember in the beginning getting discouraged when you would meet someone at an open house and they'd say, oh, come take a look at my house. Let me know what it's worth. And I was so excited and I'd go and they're like, great, thanks for the info. You know, we're not thinking of selling anytime soon, maybe in the spring or maybe in a year. And I kind of left feeling so deflated going, oh, that's in my mind. I just kind of thought I was going to go tell them what their house was worth. And they'd be like, and I went to a colleague mentor of mine, totally bummed out telling her, I'm like, oh, I thought, you know, I went, I'm so prepared and I gave all this information and they don't want to sell for like a year. And she's like, so what? You need to pay back in a year. Like, yeah. you know, keep in contact with them. If you see something that sells on their street, let them know. And it was, it's that kind of like mentorship and the support around me with the people that I get to work with that helped me to kind of start to see those things and go, okay, these are all actually opportunities versus, you know, just thinking so close-minded of like, if they don't want it today, now what? Yeah. Or you're going, no, this is someone who they could be someone who's going to come back into the picture down the road. And that's great because you want the longevity in the business. You don't want to just be in it for today or this week or this month. I love it. The quick mindset shift, right? From being bummed out to seeing, oh, it's an opportunity. Yeah. It is a client for later, which now nurture and get the yeah. later. Love it. Very well, cool. it's exciting because we, because I have a team now as well. Um, one of my agents or licensed agents on the team, she's been in the business for um, five or six years. So she's well-versed and seasoned and kind of knows the ins and outs. Whereas 
one of my newest hires, she's six months in the business. So it's kind of, for me, relaying these stories of when, like, I remember the point she's at now where you're, you know, you're excited and you're going, oh, they didn't call me back or, oh, this happened or they're not ready. And you, you know, so it's nice to kind of have that full circle moment where I get to say, like, I get how you're feeling. I've been there, but remember that house that we just sold? That's someone I met two years ago, or this is, you know, kind of telling them where these leads came from or originated from the stories behind them make you go like, okay, I see the point in following up or keeping up with people because yeah, timing's everything. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a a disappointment just because their timing isn't today. So I do enjoy getting to have that teaching moment or sort of like perspective shift, like you said, of saying like, okay, but look at it like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. And very cool that you had that opportunity to have the mentor to tell you that and not give up at that point. That's. Oh, totally. I mean, anyone in real estate, we definitely have days where we're like, did I make a mistake? Is this the right career? Oh my gosh. Like it's hard. It's, you know, hundred percent sales-based jobs or commission jobs are, they're tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's on you to do it you all. You need the people around you who are, you know, like we can't all be up or positive at the same time. So to have those people around you to kind of lift you up when you're struggling and then when they're having a moment, you get to say like, hey, come on, like we've got this and we can figure this out. So yeah, the network is everything. I can't say enough about my my circle here at the office and just within the industry in general. Like I'm, I'm pretty fortunate to have great people around me. That's amazing. So great. Thank you. We have some rapid fire questions uh, for you. Where are just quick, fast questions, a little bit from marketing to social media to leads. Um, So if you're ready, I can start with the first one. Okay, ready. What's your best marketing strategy? My best marketing strategy. I'm huge with social media. I love social media. One, because there's no cost to it. Um, I mean, we can boost ads and do that at a a minimal cost compared to like a bus ad or a newspaper or something like that. And I just find with that because a lot of my business is, um, you know, friends, family, people who know me, social media is a really great way for people who are acquaintances, but maybe not like super close to when they meet me, they're like, Oh, you're that realtor. Oh, you're in real estate. And I love that people when they meet me recognize that because they've usually seen it on social media. So I find that such a great tool. Um, and I, I say it to, you know, new agents in the business too. I'm like, make use of it because, you know, we can all, of course, I'd love to have billboards and bus ads and all these, you know, great big marketing tools. But I think it's important knowing how to capitalize on the tools that are so readily available and very cost effective. So yeah, social media is my big a big one. Nice. What is the most effective social media platform for you? For me, it's Instagram, I think. Um, I just find that maybe it's just a, an age thing or a generational thing. Um, I find Facebook is good. Like a lot of like my parents or aunts and uncles, um, they're the ones always noticing what I'm doing on Facebook. Whereas if I mention something on Instagram, they're like, I didn't see that one because I just don't think it's something that they use. Whereas People around my age or younger, it's all um, on Instagram. I think TikTok would be a big thing. I'm promising myself to get into that. That's a goal for my 2024 business plan is I need to figure out this TikTok thing. So it hasn't been something I've used yet, but I'm hopeful that it'll be a, a platform that you know gets a lot of activity and attention in the future for me. Nice. Getting there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Your advice for new realtor. Ooh, advice for new realtors. 
don't give up. Um, definitely find people that you're comfortable with and you trust and just ask to tag along. I think sometimes when we're new, we have that imposter syndrome of, you know, who's going to want me to come. I don't know what I'm doing, but I think what I realized when I was new and going along with people and I would just say, I'm like, is it okay if I come? Like, am I cramping your style? And they're like, no, you actually make me look like a rock star because to them, to their clients, you know, they can sort of present it as, Hey, I'm bringing this newer agent along to shadow me and, you know, learn the business, which they would only be doing that with someone who's seasoned and experienced and successful. So in turn, it actually makes us look good too. So I got to do that when I was new. And now I love being that sort of resource for new agents to say like, I've got a listing appointment. Do you want to come and, you know, see how it goes and see what we do? Or um, my newest team member that I hired when she first started, I said, come sit, you know, my open house with me and just, you know, you can watch how it goes, how I talk to clients or people who are coming in. And um, I think that's, it's such a great way for new agents to just sort of start to understand the business because it's experience. And if you have no clients, why not tag along with someone who does and you can see, you know, learn the ropes that way. So when you do have a client, you don't feel like you're doing it for the very first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a win-win for both of you. Love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is your top income generating activity? Can I touch on income generating activity? Hmm. That's a tricky one. I mean, staging, I would say plays a big role in that. That's something that yeah. um, as far as services I use for my business, the staging thing, I never expected it to be another full-time job. So I would say as far as income, like that does actually produce a full-time income for me on the side. So hands down, that's gotta be it. But aside from that, um, I would say, it's just got to be family, friends, referrals, like people who know me and like me are really great at passing my name along, which turns into to business and clients down the road. So that's been, I guess, a very close second to the staging. Yeah, very cool. And what's your non-income generating activity? Something that every realtor should drop, should stop doing in their business. Should stop doing newspaper ads. <laughs> I hate to say that, but um, yeah, I just, they seem very, very expensive. And I had a client who was set on wanting things in the newspaper. That was her, that was her non-negotiable when I listed her property. Yeah. And I explained why I didn't feel that was the best way to use our yeah. resources or our budget for listing, but she was adamant and it was that or not get the listing. So I agreed. And I can attest that I spent a lot of money in an area that it, it did just matter. didn't turn. Yeah. Cool. A lot of the stuff I was doing on social media and even boosting, like spending money on boosting ads and posts on Facebook, social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, things like that. I was actually getting interactions and questions through those. Whereas the newspaper ads, it was like crickets. But it cost me, I think, $1,400 over the course of a month. Yeah. And it felt like the biggest waste of money. We sold the house. It all worked itself yeah. out anyway. Yes. But yeah, it's certainly not something that I'm I'm telling people is a good idea. Cool. I love it. What's uh, How do you win more listings? Um, I think I have an approach that's just very, I want to say very honest. Not that people, you know, go in without being honest, but... I'm very conservative on my end um, 
being someone who, you know, doesn't come from like an analytic numbers background. Um, for me, I just need to feel like the person who I'm working with, I just trust them and know that they have my best interests. And I think my approach to people is exactly that, that kind of how I'd mentioned before, how any realtor can go through and look at the data and uh, recent sales and, you know, pull together a CRM, like a, a market analysis, uh, something like that. But at the end of the day, you just want to know that when push comes to shove and you're trying to decide like, how much should we pay for this house? Or, you know, what should we list for? Or what's the strategy? You want to know that it's somebody who genuinely cares for the outcome and is not what we call like a transactional realtor. Like I would much rather have a smaller pool of clients, but a lot of return repetitive business from them versus transactional where you do one deal and you never hear from them again. They never refer you again. So I think for me, yeah, getting the listings is more just appealing to that. I'm usually going into a listing appointment to someone who I don't necessarily know them firsthand, but they know me through someone else. And I mean, a referral is the highest compliment in my opinion, because it means somebody else trusted me enough, enjoyed the experience so much so that they're going to pass me along to the people that they trust and care for. So, you know, I hold that with the highest regard when I'm going into a listing appointment to say like, you know, I'm, I'm going to take care of you like I would my own friends or my own family. Nice. Love it. Very cool. What, what is a key industry resource for you? A book, an author, some sort of seminars? Where do you go? Um, I'm not a huge reader. I've been getting into audio books on um, what's it called on Audible. So I find that because we're in the car all the time. That's a great way to kind of get more into, I guess, reading or being a little more well-versed um, when I'm staging too, I'll listen to a lot of audibles and I'm big into like motivational, um, like David Goggins or um, what's the other book I just read recently or listened to recently was Atomic Habits. So things that are sort of promoting the small changes you can make and the consistencies that you can put into your daily routine to really build success. And I think a lot of times we have these ideas of we have to make some huge shift or huge change to see any kind of outcome or positive outcome. And in the more I'm reading sort of motivational um, books or, you know, anything to do with like athletes or people who have grown successful businesses, it didn't come from these massive shifts they made. It came from the consistency and the tiny little things every day. Um, like I forget which it might've been in um, David Goggins book. I might be misquoting it. Maybe it's not him, but one of the books I remember they were talking about in the military or the Marine Corps where they make you make your bed every day. Oh, yes, yes. And they're going, you know, it's not about the making the bed. It's about, you know, doing that every single day, setting your day up. If you can consistently do these small things, you know, then it makes you go, okay, well, now my bed's made. Maybe I'll tidy up this or maybe I'll pick up the laundry. And it you just keep that tone throughout your day. And, yes. you know, the first time I sort of read that, I, I'm not sure I really bought in. But when I started to implement it, I'm like, you know what? There's something to this. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're accomplishing something first and yeah. then it's your day up. Yeah. And I love having a checklist. I am always like a to-do list. And these things like that, they're small tasks where I'm going, okay, check, check, check. It's, you know, 8.30 in the morning and I can already check off the gym. I've made my bed or I've, you know, thrown a little laundry in or something like that. And they don't, you know, individually they seem small, but when you add those up day after day, week after week, I think mm -hmm. that's where you actually see big changes. Yeah. Love it. Very cool. And last is what's the best advice you've ever received? Oh, the best advice I've ever received. Um, you know, it's actually advice that I give now a lot too, but 
from one of my mentors who I still work closely with now. Um, I was upset about, if I'm being honest, I can't remember what it was, but something, whether it was losing a listing or thinking I was something to do with, with the business and being excited for something and then being totally bummed out that it didn't come together. And I kind of like stayed in that bummed out sort of zone for too long. Like I spent a day or two just continually going like, I can't believe that didn't happen or didn't come together. And one of my mentors, she said to me like, okay, enough's enough. Like I get it. It's frustrating. You're mad. Be mad for five minutes and then move on. Like there's no, you know, you don't progress. You don't get anywhere by just being upset about what's already happened. But now like, you know, what's that expression they say? Like you either win or you learn. Like if you lose it, who cares? Figure out why. And the next time do better, but you can't live in that, you know, frustration or in that down mood for too long. Cause you don't resonate well with people. Like, you know, people can sense that feeling of, you know, like you're frustrated or bummed out and you're not presenting yourself sort of in that high energy sort of enthusiastic way you need to. And I think that was one of the, it was a simple, small thing. And it has stuck with me. I, I'm sure she told me that probably seven or eight years ago. And I still, I have moments where I'm like, even now when I'm kind of bummed out, I'm like, okay, be mad, be mad for five minutes, let yourself, you know, feel it and then move on. That's it. We're done. And I think that helps me to not waste time being stuck, focusing on things that I can't control and I can't change because it's already happened. And I I do give that advice a lot too. So it definitely was, it was a good one. (laughs) Feel it, let it go. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. Nice. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing all of those tips and those learnings that you've came across throughout your careers. Um, Tell us a little bit, where do we find you on Instagram and your turnkey staging business? Yes. Well, on Instagram, I, my handle is Lindsay Remax. So you can find me there. Um, And then turnkey staging is my, my Instagram for my staging page. And then um, we've just got a new email now that I've got the team growing. We've bought a domain. So now everything is just at lindsaythomas.ca. So you can find my emails, lindsay at lindsaythomas.ca and then all my team members at the same thing as well with their name in front. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best place to kind of reach out to us or uh, over email. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I'm sure lots of realtors will find it very insightful. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yay. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, make every action count. Reflect on the insights from today's episode. Ask yourself which strategies and actions shared today can you implement to grow your business and win more listings. Your growth journey begins with a single step. What will yours be? If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and help spread the word. Together, we can inspire and empower a community of realtors to crack the code to real estate success. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Realtors Conspiracy. Stay motivated and see you at the next episode.